Hello and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. I'm Nick Briggs and I'm joined by David Richardson. Hello, David. Hello, Nicholas. <gasps> that wasn't very witty. It says in the script, witty response. I know, but I'm, I've let you down already. <laughs> We're two minutes in. We also have with us Ian Atkins, our new producer's assistant. Hello, Ian. Hello, Nick. It does say speaks, and I suppose that qualifies. That was speaking. That was two <laughs> words, that's speaking. Ah, back to the script. Ian has been working flat out with us since the tragic loss of our dear friend and highly valued colleague, Paul Sprague. And I'm here to tell you that a podcast feels a pretty lonely, empty place without the incomparable Spragster by my side. We miss him so much. There'll be a full podcast tribute to Paul in coming months, but in the meantime, we'll be rounding this podcast off with a reminder of a few of Paul's finest Podtastic moments. That's later. In the meantime, what's coming up, chaps? Ian, feel free to put this in your own. Oh, that's yeah, in brackets. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, and it's in capital letters as well. Okay. Um, well, Nick, we'll be talking about the latest releases, including uh, Doctor Who: Destroy the Infinite, uh, The Survivors, Doctor Who: Masquerade, Blake Seven: Caged Story, The New Adventures of Bernie Summerfield, and Doctor Who: The Companion Chronicles: Second Chances. I think. Um, actually, it's just Survivors, Ian. <laughs> no, not the. Survivors. The Survivors. Is, oh, that's yeah. an episode title, isn't it? It is. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Whoever steered you towards calling it the Survivors um, it's, was it's wrong. Wrong. I typed it that way. And quite frankly, shouldn't be doing the music for it in that <laughs> case. <laughs> right. Quick. Take the music off, Survivors. <laughs> oh, should I see what else there's going to be? Yes, it's a bit of script for you. Well, yes. yeah. Uh, we've got a sneak preview of Night of the Triffids. I think that's the Night of the Triffids, David. Oh, God. I I hate him. Well, since you've just I been pedantic him. with me. I know. Yeah. That's, oh. um, oh, yes. Isn't that? That's good, isn't it? I found an elastic band in here. Carry on. Is it Janet Fielding's didgeridoo? Yes, it is actually <laughs> Janet Fielding's didgeridoo. Or your, or your surgical support. <laughs> I think you'll find they're one and the same thing. <laughs> um, I was speaking. Um, there's a, a studio gate Not. crashing report. What's a, what's a gate crashing report? Well, says you've just, done it here. You'll, you'll just have to find out. It was because I was unwanted. Oh, right. Unwelcome. So you, you just turned up at the studio and got your recorder out, did you? I did, yes. Fine. The police were called. Um, and and it, apparently it was during the recording of the Fifth Doctor box set, but actually it's not. No. No, we were doing next year's trilogy, January to March. That's what I've got written here, but you've obviously got the old version of the script before I was corrected. Oh, OK. This is all as clear as mud, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. We'll also be reading out some of your emails and giving the belated competition results. Hooray! Uh, but first, David, tell us about the Fifth Doctor trilogy that was being recorded here today. As I much want, as you can. I want to talk about the Fifth Doctor box set. Um, but OK, the Fifth <laughs> Doctor trilogy. OK, um, it starts in January and it's the Doctor, Tegan, um, Nissa and Turlo, um, generally just sort of having a go and being sort of banteringly <laughs> rude to each other. Oh, no, no, that's that's in the studio. That's the real people. Um, uh, well, am I allowed to say what happens in it? I can't really, can we? Just tell us what to, happens at the end and be done with it. It's got, it's got an interesting story arc that returns to something covered in Doctor Who before. I think that's fair to say. And um, one of them is a sequel to a um, very well-regarded Tom Baker story. Oh, yes. Yeah, but actually this week's been a hoot, actually. We're three days into recording out of six and we've had lovely guest actors and it's just been a riot. And 
Janet has been, I have to say, even more outrageous <laughs> than she's ever been before. Yes, I arrived at the studio today to overhear her asking for a Winnebago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. But she meant it. That's the trouble. Yeah, she's got got a list of demands. She wants to be paid more, be here less, (laughs) and do more episodes. Yeah, interesting. Um, You do an episode when Tegan is invisible and can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) But she's there, you know, thudding around. (laughs) So, yes, we do have a laugh with our channel. Well, and here's what I found out about it all when I gate-crashed the studio. I can't guarantee there's anything informative in this report at all. Serious news yet today. That's where we this is the first no. one, isn't it? You believe in because I believed in Scarsgard. That was the voice of Ken Bentley. The doctor is this is our first exterior scene. Okay. okay. So it was a little bit of a picture. A little bit, but also <coughs> it's very, very cold. Okay. Because it's an ice kingdom. Okay. So have a bit of fun with that. Should we go for one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're rolling and cue. Thank you for your assistance, Your Majesty. The Doctor and Skarsgård have things to discuss. They are busy. I agree. Just uh, sneaking into the corridor oh, now. Am I right in Still going on in the background. Into the green room now. Well, you obviously know better. Yeah, yes. But listen. I just say I've sent someone a message. But I'm talking about this is specifically through Twitter. Oh, I've never done that. So if you want to talk about Twitter, who... Well, I've snuck into the studio and heard a bit of that going on, and that was the green room there with Peter Davison discussing tweeting. I'm going to see if I can try and get to speak to Ken Bentley and uh, Toby Robinson, our recording engineer and studio manager and catering manager, um, because Toby never does interviews. We'll probably find out why. Uh, is this it? Can we sit in for the... Hello, sir. When you see me doing this <laughs> in the booth, you'll know what I'm doing, exactly. That's Mark Strickson trying to simulate riding a horse. So, Toby, how's it going? I know you hate being interviewed, so I'm going to interview you. He's not doing anything. I'm going to flick him. Oh, ow! Ow! That's all I got out of him, ow. That's rubbish. Hello, everybody. Hello. Page 10. <laughs> Ah, oh, right, yes, no, we're running away, are we, in the previous... Where, where are we in the previous scene? Yeah, yeah we, we've been running away and now we're getting to the... We're getting back, aren't we? So we're running away from the horrible... From the beasties. Black snow beasts, snow. yes, yes. So we're slipping aside down the road. So we're... Right, we're pretty puffed, I think, by the time we get here. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yes, OK. <laughs> What's going on here? Meanwhile, I delivered a cup of tea to Sarah Sutton.
Yeah. Easy tea, love. Thank you so much. That's lovely. Pleasure. Plenty of it. So, Toby, come on. Give me some something. Say something. Could you change that so it sounds like a Yeti? Yeah. Come on, you were interviewed once for Dalek Empire and you were rubbish. So. I'm not going to replicate that. <laughs> man doesn't. He, when the microphone's off, he doesn't stop talking, does he? Ask him a question about the lunch. What about the lunch? What did you What did you cook he today? He loves talking about lunch. What did you cook today? Come on. What did you cook? Answer the question, Toby. Come here. Come here. He's running away. He's running down the corridor. <laughs> That's what happens when you try to interview Toby Robinson. Meanwhile, back in the recording, Peter Davison has a point to make. At the beginning here, just after Nissa's line, can I just say, careful, this is for the crunch. Of course you do. Actually, crunch and then careful would be funnier, wouldn't it? No, I think ca careful, crunch. Okay. I'll just react to that. Okay. Super. Let's go for one. <clears throat> Everybody ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're rolling. And then it's time for everyone to say goodbye. <laughs> Peter, I'm just recording behind the scenes things. Could you say something offhand and disinterested? Something offhand and disinterested or uninterested? Yeah, you've got no financial stake. I've no. I'm disinterested in those terms. From the my what are we talking about? Behind the scenes of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have no financial stake. They don't pay me anything. It's not true. It's a lie. It's a lie. Anyway, just for the benefit, Janet. Fielding, okay. who luckily isn't here. Who fortunately is not here. I yes, they sent her home. Back. There's only a certain number of hours we can put up with Janet for, and then we have to send her home in order to recuperate for the next day. Yeah, yeah. So it's been lovely talking to you. And I admire. What the heck is that? Is that a bandage on top? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's because I've lost my pop shield. Oh, you've got, you can buy other ones. Jane. I know. I, I, that's what my wife says. Yes. And they paid you. <laughs> Is that your suitcase? You may leave. Extract some right. into the pound bag. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, could you say nothing in particular? Nothing in particular. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 you set him up by knocking him down. Bye now. Bye. Goodbye. Have you got a sock or some strange It's a bandage. I said I, I've, I've lost my pop shield and then Toby just leant over and put a bit of his bandage on it and snorted off. I have to say, it looks very sad. It does. It looks as if it's poorly. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Oh, I'm going to pour a little microphone. What is it? I know. It's sad. It's very sad. That's pure podcast gold, what you just did then. <laughs> podcast gold. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to say anything? Um, <laughs> well, I'm really, really, I'm, I'm loving this whole trilogy. Because the, the, and the reason for that is because I get to use my tie for the first time, I get to go swimming again, and I get a snog. What, what more could a man want? Brilliant. Tolo's dreams, all three achieved in one trilogy. I noticed you um, improvising some kind of undulating moment. Yes, that's, that's, that's when I'm on horseback, and I, oh. and I, am not, I refuse to give any more lurid details of that scene. It, it involves my, my lover. Oh. And I think the least you could have done is brought a tie with you. Yes, I'm sorry about that. I, I don't think I've worn one since I stopped being Turlo. You may leave now, thank you. Thank you very much, thank sir. Thank you for enduring that pain. 
Well, I think that you'll all agree that that was acceptable. Uh, time now for some of your emails. Ian, read out an email. I will read it out. Uh, this is from Jim Hall of Minnesota. Hi, I thought... Do I have to do this in an American accent? No, you can just read it out as you. <laughs> or you could patronise him horribly if you like. I, oh, don't I really know. would if I was doing the accent, yeah. so apologies, Jim. Um, right. Hi, I thought this would be another good question for the podcast when you start doing them again. Uh, you might like to know that I have almost completely filled my 30 gigabyte iPod with stories from Big Finish. <laughs> Most of these are Doctor Who, but I have some other series too, such as Blake 7 and Unit. I now have to be selective about what stories I might like to listen to when I drive so that I can have enough room for actual music. Um, not sure why you'd need music if you've got Big Finish, exactly. but never mind. Very yes. good point. Um, because I have bought so many Big Finish stories and because I often talk about them at dinners, dinner parties and... No, dinners and parties. Or dinner parties as well, maybe. <laughs> parties and dinners. Yes. Dinners. Discuss. Well, this makes him a fascinating guest, doesn't it? Imagine someone turning up to your dinner party who just talked about a big finish. Or, oh, that's me. <laughs> um, I'm just hoping he's not going to ask for commission in a second. But anyway, sorry, sorry Jim. Um, I have come up with a li short list of good starting point stories for new listeners. Mm. Uh, these are one-disc stories that people might pick up that require little or no background to other stories in the series. That's kind, yeah. Here's my list of ten stories in no particular order. What other ones would you suggest for my friends and family who I turn on to big finish? Uh, right, number one, but this is not in any particular order. Number one, Blake Seven Warship. Yee. Number two, Doctor Who and Earthly Child. Oh. Three, Doctor Who Shada. Or is it Shader? Shada? Shada? No, it's Shada. No, it's Shadar. Shadar, okay. <laughs> Do you really don't know how to pronounce Shada? I know, I know. If we'd Get known, out. If we had known at the interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um... I do know someone who who is now in a high echelons in in the Doctor Who world who was who was rubbished at school because he pronounced it Sonterans. Really? Oh, well, that's uh, what it was meant to be pronounced as. Oh, yeah. So he was right, and everyone else is wrong. But it was um, Kevin. What's his name? Lindsay was it? Who played the first Sontaran? And he he said, uh, and he was Australian. He said, oh, I'm going to say Sontaran, mate. Anyway, uh, just a little bit of uh, casual racism there. Carry on. Well, that's a small fact for Jim to tell at his next dinner party. Indeed. <laughs> uh, right, so position four, or number four, is Doctor Who, The Light at the End. Uh, number five is I, Davros, uh, volume four, which I think is called Guilt. There's Sherlock Holmes, The Speckled Band. Um, I'm not sure who's in that. <laughs> Me. Oh, yes. Um, then there's Doctor Who Unbound number two, which is Sympathy for the Devil. And Jim's put here in brackets, I tell them it's a what-if story. What if the third Doctor was never Unit's scientific advisor? Then there's Doctor Who. Um, it's th series three of the McGann's, uh, number six, The Cannibalists. And then there's um, Doctor Who, again, the McGann series. It's series four, episode four, The Book of Kells. And again, Jim's got a little comment here saying, uh, with a reminder to stop at the end music, because <laughs> after the end credits sequence won't mean much without the other stories. Although I have to say, that is a belter. And then finally, there is 10, which I think everyone would put this on the list, is the 22nd of the main release, and it's Spare Parts. There you go. Hmm. I've got a note here for us all to react to that. 
Ooh. Well, one of mine was in there, so I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting list, isn't it? Take note. Perhaps yeah. um, uh, you'd like to, uh, you folks who are listening, would like to email in with your suggestions for uh, a starter list for, for people who've never bought Big Finish before. Mm. Mm, do email us at podcast.bigfinish.com. It would be lovely to get some more emails from you, as well as all the spam we've been recently getting, thanks to all the spammers out there. Spam, spam wonderful spam. Okay, David. Um, this one is from Guy Lambert, writing this from my sickbed where I have I've had the worst flu. Oh dear. A bit like survivors actually, isn't it? <laughs> um, I just wanted to thank Mr Haydoke for his amazing Who's Round series. I had never listened to these before, just because I hadn't, but heard the RTD one, Russell T Davis, one and got really into them. The last few days I've been flat out on my bed feeling appalling and have the... <laughs> I don't know who appalling is, but he's certainly been feeling that. I will do that again. <laughs> the last few days I have been flat out of my bed feeling appalling. Uh, these... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand why people corpse. He's <laughs> had a revelation. Yes, and these have been keeping me going. Not only is Toby such a nice man, but his interview style is just delightful. He is so friendly and so engaged with the people he speaks to, and you can tell that he's absolutely loving it. Such an eclectic range of people he speaks to, all of whom have found such fascinating stories. I was most moved by Bernard Kay's Friends discussion. Found that very touching, and one feels like everyone really opened up to him, with, really opened up to Toby because of his charm and his friendliness. Moreover, as a TV producer, I find myself constantly out of work and lacking the drive to continue in this extremely hard and often depressing business. Mm. And I really found this series inspiring. Hey. I can say, totally without hyperbole, that it really has reminded me of why I do this job and why I love it. Something that is so hard to remember when one is scouring the empty job ads, job ads and sighing at the state of one's bank account. <laughs> I love the way you edited out the swearing in that. I does, <laughs> Very I good, do, yes. I generally do that in my job. <laughs> um, so many thanks, Toby. This has been a joyous listen and continues to be, as I have at least 20 or so left to go. Joyous. So much more I could say, but it's really touched me during not only illness, but other difficulties in my personal life right now. And it's just wonderful. If I ever get the chance to cast you in anything, I'd do so, even as a racist barman. <laughs> I think that's referring to Adventures in Space and Time. It certainly yeah, is. Yeah, Toby was in that. So, hurrah for Haydoke, all the best guy. P.S. On a side note, very sorry to hear about the loss of your colleague and friend, Paul. I suspect we fans will never know quite how much he contributed to the success of Big Finish, but I suspect his contribution was immense. As a Big Finish fan, I salute him and hope you're all finding the time you need to celebrate his no doubt lovely time with you yeah yes hmm. brilliant and there's another email from uh, christopher jarvis that's typical of many and, and those sentiments uh, mentioned by a guy there in his bs says hi um i just want to say how sorry i was to hear about paul it feels a bit strange to write to you since i didn't know paul in person although he'd answered one or two of my emails from me however listening to paul on each podcast something i do when walking in town or working around the house he seems such a familiar presence it's hard to imagine he's gone so suddenly really i just wanted to offer my condolences and say that paul's hard work and enthusiasm for everything that you guys do was apparent appreciated and infectious even to those of us outside big finish i know he'll leave a huge gap Best wishes to the whole BF family and Paul's own. Take care. Well, 
you know, you can't really add to that. And certainly um, it's it's all true. And, and loads of you have written in, and I hope you'll forgive us for not reading out all those emails. Something I said on Twitter when people were saying similar things that, you know, well, they didn't really know him, but they had emails from him. I, I said, you, you did know him because Paul communicated himself so brilliantly through his emails and and um, tweets and and forum contributions that you 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 did know Paul because you know he gave his personality like that anyway so now to the competition results <laughs> This is going to be very inefficiently done because Paul was so brilliant at doing this. About a million years ago, it seems, the Spragster and I set a competition to win. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. We'll find out. And the answer was, uh, the, uh, the question was, this is going so well, isn't it? Can I just get a review? <laughs> um, I've heard better. <laughs> And the question was, who are Perry's, Perry's parents? The answer was Paul and Janine. And the winner, randomly selected by our random meteorologist, was Drew Vogel of Collinswood in the United States of America, who also threw in for good measure that Howard was Perry's stepfather. That didn't help. And as for the prize, I'm not sure what the prize is. We'll have to look it up. Stay tuned, Drew. But I just thought... I tell you, you'll know what you've won. I just need to find out and I'll edit it in later. And here I am with the benefit of editing in later. Yes, it's a very modern technique. And we've discovered that there should be three winners to the competition. But firstly, the prizes were the CD, Curse of Davros, The Fourth Wall and We're an Isle. All three of them signed by Colin Baker and Lisa Greenwood. That's obviously the sixth doctor and flip. So we've already announced that Drew Fogel has won. He's won Curse of Davros. The winner of the fourth wall is Nicholas Kaluda of Mandeville, USA. And the winner of Wirren Isle is Ian Connerton of Leicester in the UK. I thank you. And now, back to the podcast. So now, on to this month's releases. Let's talk about these. So survivors, not the survivors. Oh, Survivors. Well, I'm pretty chuffed how Survivors is doing, actually. It's one of those things, I I was so proud of it, and I thought everybody did a smashing job. Um, But, you know, you didn't know if the audience was there, if people were going to tune into it. We were a bit worried it was so dark, you know, maybe people didn't want a dark apocalyptic drama. But, actually... I've been it's been a huge hit. Lo- lovely reviews. <laughs> yeah, if, you know, 10-star reviews pretty much across the board, really. We regret to announce that Parisian Airways Flight 305 to Charles de Gaulle has been cancelled. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. We assumed an incubation period of five to seven days, followed by a fever lasting anything upwards of 24 hours. Beyond that, well, we're only starting to see that now. Sorry, Mr. Redgrave. They're dead. This whole family, they're not breathing, not moving. But I got better, didn't I? I got better, so they, they, they should have got better too! We made the world so much smaller. Thought we were so clever. Nobody ever thought what would happen if it suddenly got big again. 
This is Dr. James Gillison. Can anybody hear me? Well, when the plague came, I was in Holland. When I flew back, came down the coast, saw enough to know that what we've experienced in Britain is likely to be the same across the world. You know what the towns are like. There's disease. I haven't spoken to anyone for days. I'm Jenny, by the way. Jenny Richards. It's a matter of survival. Survivors. Um, Have you heard it, Ian? Yeah, I've like, about halfway through it at the moment, to be honest. But uh, I, I'm fairly busy. But it can uh, be it can be quite heavy going in a way, can't it? Because yeah. the issues are so sort of. But I think it's beautiful work. It really is. I, I mean, I say that as the person who did the music. But yeah. uh, <laughs> only Ken Bentley could direct something like that and say, "Can we kill off more people?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very untypical. Big finish, isn't it? I mean, it's he's grim in places, and then such. It, it's a world that you know. It's not the Doctor Who world, so it's yeah. It feels a lot more real. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's amazing how many people have, have listened to that and have said, you know, they've been listening to it as they've caught colds and something. And it's, uh, well, it's, it was like that at the studio, actually. A lot of the actors came down with colds whilst we were recording, which was interesting. They started worrying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I laughing? I'm a sick person. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, but it, it's lovely because it, it has been successful. We've now been able to forge ahead and we've got two series yeah. coming next year. So we, we, we're just literally over the next couple of days talking about series three, actually, and planning that out. So. Looking forward to that. Yay. Uh, Doctor Who Destroy the Infinite, which is uh, a fourth Doctor adventure written and directed by me. Planet Delafos. I recognise the trees. <laughs> the air is foul. The clouds are thick and dark. No wonder that it is raining. Hmm, these are natural clouds. They're the result of heavy industrial pollution. Company! Halt! Who dares knock upon the fortress door of the infinite? Look at that! Someone has dug a pit. <laughs> the size of a mountain! Get out, get out. There is a war on this planet, Doctor. A bitter war where no mercy is given. All systems at optimum. Earth fleet moving to attack range. Prepare all weaponry. Target will fire when ready. <gasps> no! Do not come near me. I am a danger to you. Or the eminence will... Eminence? The eminence will force me to kill them! What is this eminence? They say it has no physical form. That it travels as a sort of orange mist in caskets that appear from nowhere. People have started to think of them as, as gods or demons. You have betrayed our sacred purpose, Doctor. You are the same as us. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. And um, a prequel to... Well, yes. Seeds of War and Dark Eyes 2. Um, Dark Eyes 2? No, Dark Eyes... 
Dark Eyes 2. Dark Eyes 2, because yeah. here the eminence turns up there. It's, as I say, on the CD extras, you know, I, when I, I wanted to create a new villain, the eminence, for Big Finish Doctor Who. And uh, after I'd written this, I knew I w would want there to be more eminence stories. But after I wrote this, I realised that anything that I came up with next, because we were doing all the Tom Baker ones so far in advance, would come out before this. And I thought, hmm, that's quite fun. So it's this has now been the release that people have been waiting for to find out how the Doctor first meets the eminence and uh really please I, I think i said to you david when i because it's quite a gap since we recorded it, oh, isn't God, it yeah huge gap so when i come back to these things to listen to the edits it's almost like listening to an entirely new thing that i know nothing about yeah. and i'm sort yeah. of being reminded and i was reminded when i listened to it i thought oh, god you know talking about survivors being quite downbeat this is also has some very sort of downbeat anti-war aspects to it and i you know i thought I think I said to you, I think I must have been in quite a dark place when I wrote this. <laughs> but people are also saying that it's got a real boy's own adventure feel as well. So it's sort of got both sides of the coin, really. Actually, Nick, on that subject, there's, there's a discussion of the Big Finish forum at the moment oh, about God, whether, <laughs> whether, whether that should have had an exclamation mark at the end of its title. And I have to say, I think it should. Uh, stop it. Um, to sink the Bismarck having an exclamation yeah, mark. Yeah, I think it does. Oh, I think, that's, I think why. that's where it's coming from. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind. You can put one there if you like. We should supply you with special white felt tips to do that on your covers. Doctor Who Masquerade. I don't really know much about that. Um, actually, well, I think you should have an exclamation mark on the end. <laughs> Masquerade! Um, or maybe a question mark. Masquerade. Masquerade. Your guests have arrived. I was not expecting anyone. The Doctor, madame, and his companion. A doctor. Do the doors of the Marquise de Randel salon open now to the bourgeoisie? It's not just me, is it, mister? You feel there's something wrong, too. Strangers, strangers, run and die, run The children are becoming die, hysterical. As has the doctor. Vicomte, I need your assistance in removing that man from my house. Madam? He has abused my hospitality. Question me as though I were a criminal of the third estate and now runs amok. Calling out to shadows. I believe him quite mad. No! No! Listen to a dead man! The steamroller man is coming! Doctor, doctor, no one knows how you go. No! Dead man, let go of us! Happy now, listen. <laughs> Have you tried to help this maniac? Madame de Ramdell, I believe we are all in great danger. Smash it all down. Level this place. Um, I, uh, yes, it's uh, the fifth Doctor, Nyssa and Hannah Bartholomew um, landing it a in a French chateau. Mm -hmm. um, and but of course... There's a bit of a mystery there, and there's this thing called the steamroller man chugging around in the distance. So, yeah, it's quite an atmospheric... Excellent. Spooky devil. Uh, the New Adventures of Bernice Summerfield. Wow. What's wrong with Blake Seven Caged? Oh, I missed that out. Sorry. Blake Seven Caged! Exclamation mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... I the... think there should be a comma <laughs> after that. Oh, there already is. Information. Liberator is now 70,000 spatials from requested coordinates. It's time we were leaving. What? Out there? What's wrong? 
I thought you'd got a taste for playing the hero. Only when it's not going to get me killed. There has to be a way out. There is always a way out. Logic dictates that sooner or later, luck is going to run out. If you had just listened to us for once, then we wouldn't even be here. You would have been dead long ago without me. Like Gan. Take that back. It's over. Your crusade is finished. Who have you thrown yourself in with this time? Mr. President, welcome to the cage. Very impressive it is too, Commander. When the time comes, when you've finished making an example of him, I want to be the one to execute Blake. This is a cage for you, Blake, for your crew and your ship. The Liberator? What are they doing to her? Those are drones. Crawling over every inch. You are going to watch as the greatest symbol of your rebellion is ground to pieces before your eyes. No. Cut her open. No! Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. That is the last of the first series of full cast stories. Um... And again, really pleased how those have gone down, actually. People seem to have really enjoyed our first full run of full cast stories. Um, they, you know, they were certainly a blast to record, and it was a very difficult decision to give up producing them. But it's very exciting we're doing more. Series 2 coming in November, produced by Kevin Scott. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was uh, it's good stuff. So, clip from Caged. Brilliant. And as I mentioned before, I messed it up. The new adventures of Bernice Summerfield. I will give you your orders, Dalek. Daleks do not accept orders! Oh, she didn't accept this one. Uh, all together now. Exterminate! I can't believe it. I can't. I just... I just can't. <laughs> I would love that. Smashing, actually, isn't it? Yeah, really good. I really enjoyed listening to that, having not worked on it at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's quite nice sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, Yes, uh, really, uh, I think that James Goss, the new producer, and uh, Scott Hancock directing, and, you know, and having uh, Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldred in it, it's sort of, it's brought a new lease of life to the Bernie Summerfield adventures, you know, and and Lisa Bauman is still continuing to be brilliant in the lead role. I am searching for a lawbreaker known as Professor Bernice Summerfield. She has perpetrated a Category B science blasphemy. They're tracking me based on probability algorithms. I need to do something incredibly unpredictable. Identify! You're not alone, you know. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, it's really, I can't recommend this highly enough. It's it's got kind of everything in it, you know. There's some fast-paced, wacky adventure, and there's some really dark stuff as well, and some Dalek action, which was my involvement with it. Hi, Benny. It's me, Benny. Welcome to today. I am so sick of this. You never listen. You always think you know best. Then explain it to me. Good night, ladies. Good night, sweet ladies. Good night. Good night. Morning, Benny! Surprise! It's me, Ace. I must have picked up the wrong camera or something. Sorry. 
I brought it back, but you're already asleep, so <laughs> yeah. Play your messages. You won't have a clue what's going on until you do. I'm coming, Ace. I'm coming to get you. Of course I am. No. No, we want to kill you. Oh! Doctor, please tell me you have a plan to get us out of here. How can I? I've only just fallen off a wall. I'm still waiting to be put back together again. Huh. Oh, no plan and no TARDIS. Great. Not really worth rescuing, were you? Yeah. There you go. And uh, Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Second Chances. remember you. Nobody gets a second chance in life. You can't change mistakes of the past. What do you want? Much as you might want to go back and alter things, every event that happens to you makes you who you are, gets you to this place. Jen said you needed help. Every success and every failure. If you look back, they make a sort of sense. You need them all. Not sure why I should. They say that when you die, your whole life flashes before your eyes. I'm not sure I believe that. What if you don't have a whole life? What if your life is incomplete? What do you see then? Yeah, the last of the oh. monthly companion chronicles. I know lots of people are upset that we've we've stopped making them, but um, there's a lot of them. There's lots of them, and it, it I, I mean, I, I had to weigh up which story to put in the last slot, and second chances just seemed the perfect one for me just because um i've loved this whole story arc about um zoe trying to get her memory back and just exploring the missing yeah. bits of her past um and i just think that cl the closing moments of it are beautiful it's beautifully written by john and wendy's performance is lovely and i i it, it still absolutely breaks my heart the ending of that story I'd, i had a little sob when i heard it hmm and I've written here the day of the Triffids, but what I meant, of course, was the night of the Triffids, which is the sequel written by uh, Simon mm. Clark. I'd just write anything, Nick. I mean, clearly you did. <laughs> That's what I say to you. I tweak my truss at you. Um, so uh, here's, here's uh, a little teaser trailer for Night of the Triffids. Very exciting. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. When nine o'clock on a spring morning appears so far as your eyes can tell as dark as midnight, then there is something very seriously wrong somewhere. That was the moment when my life, as I had known it for the last 29 years, ended. Right there, on that Wednesday, 28th of May. It remained dark. The sun was dead. And this was the beginning of everlasting night. We love stories. And Sam Troughton there in the lead. Brilliant. Nice. I came to the recording of that. It was going 
a really lovely job. You know, Simon's um, adapted his own book and John Ainsworth's done a brilliant job of directing it. And I'm really, really looking forward to that one. Mm, it's going to be a cracker. And it's out very soon, isn't it? Yes, out in September. So um, what about next month's releases, July? Can you take us through any of that, David? Oh, I probably can. Um, the main range release is Breaking Bubbles, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Which you is, directed that. I and, did. And other stories, isn't it? May I ask how you got here? Oh, the usual way. Which is? We landed. In a spaceship? That's right. There's been an internal security breach. Where? Prisoner's cell. It's been locked. What you do that? No idea. Ah, my jailers have arrived. Oh, they don't sound very friendly. Please tell me that doesn't mean they're going to shoot us. I'm terribly sorry. The bomb's through there. Bomb? If I only had some idea what she was talking about. Ah. Did you stop the launch? Afraid not. If I can work out what's wrong with him... Maybe I can work out what's wrong with me. Doctor, say something! Oh no! Doctor! There's a choice coming for all of us. You don't want to pick unwisely. I have made my choices. I'll live with some. Do you still have a drawing of this artifact at least? Here, this is what the artifact looks like. Ew, that's creepy. Hello. Uh, hello. My name is not Johnson, in case you're wondering. Okay. It's Michael Andrew Jennings. Oh, right. Madam, prepare yourself for a shock. We intercepted a message beamed from this location. It's broadcast on a frequency used by an alien life form which closely resembles... Did you tell anyone at work about the gnomes? No, Dad, you said not to. Are you trying to break out of my dad's shed? No. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. And other and stories. Other stories it's, yeah. it's one of those releases we do from time to time. Well, every year we do one where there are each of the four episodes are separate stories. And this is The Sixth Doctor and Perry. And uh, and Johnny Morris uh, had a, um, a, a short term as script editor on it and uh, got in some write some new writers. Uh, Nev Fountain's written for it. Uh, he's not a new writer for us, but there are some other new writers. And it's um, a lovely little mixture of stories. Hmm. Can, I, can I actually just say now before it goes out that the title of Una McCormack's story is unusual. It's not a printing error. It's not an authoring error. Please don't email me about this. <laughs> Which one is Una's again, remind me? Uh, Chaos, the end of... Oh, no, no, that's um, Mark Ravenhill. Oh, I beg your pardon. Yeah. I'd say Una's is a, an eye for murder, which <laughs> yeah, that's quite that's, a that, that's nothing. fairly standard title to me. Yes, well, what is it? It's called um, Of Chaos, Time, Time the, the, which is Mark Ravenhill's yes. one, yes. I've been reading that as a misprint for two weeks before <sighs> saw finished product and thought, ah, okay, so I will be getting emails on that, I'm sure. I'm just the Doctor to... is cast adrift in his own chronology, and that's the clue to why the title is all, uh, all strange like that. It's very yes. clever stuff. And Una McCormack, yes, has written An Eye for Murder, and L.M. Miles has written the title, the titular story, Breaking Bubbles, which is a very interesting... Um, well, I, I can't, you see, I can't, some of these stories, you can't tell 
anyone anything about them without ruining the twist. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say no more. And there's also the curious incident of the Doctor in the Night Time by Nev Fountain, which um, has got some some gnomes in it. <laughs> and there's a man in yellow trousers at the bottom of the garden. That's all I'm saying. Okay, what else have we got coming uh, up? Oh, we've got The Abandoned, Fourth oh, Doctor Adventures. Yes. The Abandoned, but written by Louise Jameson and Nigel Fares. The point of stillness. That is the point. How can I possibly work with this, 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 this nonsense? You have no idea of the agony that my tribe suffered because of the order. What is that noise? Shh. The cluster bell. There is something seriously wrong with the TARDIS leader. Quiet, Leela. Must do your penance, leader. No. How did you get into my TARDIS? Your TARDIS? Yes, my. No! Life, the universe, everything we have ever known will be destroyed, ruined. Eternity, threatened, existence, question. We can't. Big finish. We love stories. Uh, the Louise came up to us recording one day and said could I write one of these and we said yes you do that um, and she's, she's written a, a charming story which is all set up all the TARDIS um, again oh it's so hard without giving stuff away it's got a good guest star it has a great guest star in yep. Stephanie Cole um, Tom was really impressed with Stephanie in the building you could see how excited he was he, hmm. he loves Stephanie Cole um, but I mean yeah I mean she's 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 a powerhouse actor, isn't she? She's superb. Yeah. Um, You're familiar with her mostly from Tenko, aren't you? Well, Tenko I, I just think and... Mrs. Featherstone from uh, Open All Hours. Yeah, yeah. But, but also the Alan Bennett um, oh, yeah. talking heads. I mean, that, that was incredible. Um, so, yeah, it's great. I've, I've heard the edit and it's turned out beautifully, actually. It's quite magical. I just bought the box set of Tenko. I'm going to look forward to watching that again. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, we've also got Countermeasures Series 3. Dun, 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 dun. This is the dun, dun, first dun. session of the Parliamentary Inquiry into the Intrusion Countermeasures Group. Sir Tobias Kinsella will be held to account. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Countermeasures Series 3. No such thing as luck, Gilmore. We're all the fathers of our own fortune. Sometimes quite literally. The whole place is on fire. They must be dropping incendiaries. But who? The Luftwaffe. This is the raid that destroyed the houses that were here. No. No, can't you hear them? Ha! I felt the heat of that one, sir. We have to fight back. Take the battle to the enemy. I will not make deals. I will not make promises. Lying's like breathing to that man. He does it without thinking. You're sending us into East Berlin. You're sending Rachel in. I suppose I always knew there was going to be a risk. If I'd wanted a quiet life, I could have stayed at Cambridge. What are you going to do to me? He's wanted control of countermeasures from day one.
Big Finish. We love stories. Call me Templeton. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we left series two with uh, Toby in a spot of bother. Uh, that's Toby the character, not Toby, our sound engineer, who I can see through the glass. Um, and Is he still there? I think he's left. Has he? Yeah. Oh, disgust. He's gone. <laughs> um, and yes, it begins with an inquiry, um, and it's an interesting series because we knew we'd got a series four this time around. We were sort of. Um, just putting pieces into place and setting up what's going to happen in the future um, and also putting our characters into some um, really nasty situations. Not half. So, yeah, so by the end of episode four, I think some people might be yeah. tearing their hair out. <laughs> well, yeah, I am bald now. Oh, hold on, <laughs> I was to start with. So I have intimate knowledge of it because, of course, I did the music yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. really great, uh, yeah, Four great adventures and some real... I'm fiddling with this elastic band, I'm sorry. I enjoyed the challenge. Yeah. I look forward to more. Yeah, well, we just... Monday is the day when all the storylines for the next series have got to be in, which I'm very looking forward to because that's... <gasps> Can't say any more. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, this podcast contains no information. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Avengers. The Avengers. The Lost Episodes Volume 2. Um, I work for the government in security. How exciting. Yes, it is quite exciting. You haven't told me your name. It's Steed. You must call me John. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Avengers. The Lost Episodes. Volume 2. One and two and three and one. A dance academy. Well, I didn't expect that. Where's Mr. Steed? I left him at the zoo. Where? The zoo. He'll probably be there all night. He fell into a pit with a lot of crocodiles in it. The verdict was accidental death. We learned afterward that he had also drawn a lot of money out of the bank. I never knew you had a flat like this. Not many of my friends do. You're an exception. No. No, what are you doing? No! Give it away from me! No! About half an hour ago, one of the cleaners of the lab left carrying a radioactive pellet. What? It's highly radioactive and could kill him, to say nothing of anyone else who comes in contact with him. So, no further errands for Mr. Steed today? Not yet. The morning's only just over, isn't it? Big finish. We love stories. Yeah, smashing. We've recreated another four episodes that were lost in the 1960s. Um, you can ask me which ones they were, and I'm going to try and remember. Okay. Um, Ashes of Roses, which is set in a hairdresser's. <laughs> um, Please Don't Feed the Animals, which is set in a zoo. Um, the... The that radioactive my... man. Has it got an elephant in it? It has. It, has, it might have. It's got, it's got lots of tigers and things, I think. Um, the radioactive man, in which um, somebody steals a radioactive isotope. And then the last one is Dance with Death, which is set in a dance academy. Oh. And you is can there really... any death in it? No, there is. Oh. And they dance with it. <laughs> you, you can really see in these episodes, actually, the real sort of flavour of the Avengers coming in in that sort of... Thing, it's not, it's unusual things happening in sort of strange 
strange settings. Hmm. Sounding good. Not to say that Dance Academies are strange, but there you go. <laughs> Just doing a bit of the theme tune for you. Well, is that it for next month? No, because it's Pathfinder, the uh, Hook Mountain Massacre. Oh. Pathfinder Legends, Rise of the Rune Lords, Chapter 3, The Hook Mountain Massacre. We were betrayed. We don't know that. Yes, we do. By who? I don't know. But when I find them, I will gut their filthy carcasses. Caven and I are all that remains of the Black Arrows. But you're a handsome critter. Uh, it's been said before. Oh, rock is too good, Mama. You done very good. Mama likes her new little kitty cat. You shall die for this old man. Probably, but remember this. We took your sister first. Murderer! I shall! <laughs> no. First, you shall see the end of Turtleback Fairy. Hask, what's going on? This weather, it's... It ain't natural. Nothing about this is natural. Pathfinder Legends Audio Adventures. Available from bigfinish.com and paizo.com. I read the credits for that. Did you? Yeah. Were you brilliant? Well, I, we had to do it several times because uh, the, we had to decide how the, all the names were pronounced. Oh, quite difficult. Yeah. You don't have that problem with John Steed, do you? John Steed. John Steed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be worse. <laughs> Anything else? Um, well, no. no. That, is every, that is everything. <laughs> you had a way of saying well that made it sound like there were five other things. Well, it's, it's a lot of discs. I mean, it's yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. I just want to say that you realise, don't you, being in these booths, what it's like for the cast. Yeah. Because it's got really hot, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I'm quite yeah. hot. I'm just, I just want to stop now. Yeah. Listen, Wish so, and so as this podcast draws to a close, we uh, fondly remember our great friend and stupendously brilliant producer's assistant, Paul Sprague. Here are some of his many finest podcast moments. It's bye from me, Nick Briggs. It's your cue, David. Oh, this is bye from me, David Richardson. And it's bye from me, Ian Atkins. Here's some of the Paul Sprague moments. Hello, I'm Paul Sprague, because I'm quite capable of introducing myself. <laughs> and this is Bob. No, that's you hitting the door frame. Let's move on. <laughs> Wherever sunlight shot down through the cavern's roof, the unlikely leaves and tendrils wove themselves up towards it. As the creatures approached and her eyes got used to the limited light, she could see the way they half padded, half swayed on their claw-tipped feet, as though they hadn't got the hang of walking yet. Let's stop right there. I'm too excited to hear any more. Exactly. Uh, that's the effect that my voice can have sometimes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Hooray! Hello! He's quite off mic, which is where we like to keep him. The listeners have come to expect us to eat during a podcast. They'd love to hear you eating. Really? Okay. Yeah. In fact, if anything, it's been too long since we last ate during a podcast. What does Christmas mean to us? <laughs> I always loved Christmases. 
Christmases were, were nice and, and gentle and full of, of lots of nice presents and I, I'm tragically the person who likes giving the presents more than receiving the presents so I just oh, like, like watching, watching people's nice? happy expressions but uh, yeah running through the snowy streets delivering geese to the poor people of the yeah. borough yeah it's, it's you be doing that, Paul? Yes, that's a good it's, idea, actually. It's been a bit different since my parents got divorced because my my dad has has very little interest in Christmas, so I've, so it's quite fun. I, I'll go to visit Mum for for the start of Christmas, and she'll have a Christmas tree in every single room, and decorations everywhere, and a big tree. And so she's overcompensating. Yeah, and then, and then I get down sure to visit Dad, and there's no sign that Christmas is actually happening. So she got <laughs> she got all the decorations in the divorce. <laughs> You're sure she doesn't live in a forest? <laughs> She might do you know, she's moved out to Devon, I don't know. <laughs> I've not even visited her new house. But no, I, I, I do really like Christmas. I always so do find I, it so do uh, I. Very, very entertaining and fun. And, you know, I, I just like being with the family. Uh, it's probably best if they just email me at inquiries at bigfinish.com and I can just give them a bit of a hand getting through it. And well, is it possible for people to subscribe by phoning up and getting it done over the phone? Yes, you can always phone our uh, sales department. They will take phone orders. Um, their number is 01628824102. I love the fact that you know that off by heart. It's troubling, isn't it? I don't know my own home phone number <laughs> off by heart, but I do know that. <laughs> and what's that number again? It's 0162... Oh, I've forgotten now. <laughs> I knew you'd forget. <laughs> Oh well, hold on. Oh one six two eight eight two four one zero two. Weird, many weirdly, are. during the last podcast, I was on holiday, and yet there was still a podcast with me. In Ooh, that's a bit weird. So yeah, so if people didn't get any replies to their emails from inquiries, that'll be why. Uh, and there's Paul Sprague too. Whatever. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do that competition result later, aren't you, Paul? Yeah, I might not bother now. That's all I'm getting. No, stand by for that. Stand I've by. I've worn these specially. Yeah, oh, we should just mention that Paul's wearing his Family Guy Christmas lounge pants. Hey, if you can do Bob's voice while you're drinking that, there could be a whole new career ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs>